Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. The strong, the powerful Michael Hessian has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Michael. Hey, George. How you doing? Good to be back. I am doing great. Michael is an Infinite Banking Concepts Authorized Practitioner and now back on Money Savage. Excited to have you back on. Michael, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, so I am uh, married 25 years this August. Nice. Uh, we have our 25th anniversary um, to uh, my beautiful wife, Anne, and we live in the, the little estate in Union, Rhode Island, where we're not from here. We've been here for about 13, 14 years now, and, uh, but have a lot of New England roots. And um, have two daughters, 23 and 21. So uh, my oldest is graduating college. Of course, because of all this stuff, she had to miss out on the graduation. So, um, but she'll be done in a couple of weeks. And uh, my under one, the younger one, has been down in Australia for about seven months and is coming home in a few weeks. So, uh, looking forward to that. And um, so I, I just I. I'm sorry, could you repeat the second half of that? Sorry, I lost track. Yeah, not at all. Just uh, why it is, just more about your work and why it is oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, why you do it. Um, well, I, as we talked a little bit about a little bit before, uh, I learned about this idea about six years ago when I was working for a, my first insurance company. And at the time, I was learning about the benefits of life insurance that I had no clue about. And we were, I was a captive agent in that company. They could only offer what they had, right? And they had something kind of sort of similar. Uh, and I learned about this from, uh, in a podcast interview with somebody, I think it was, and it just blew me away. And I was very obvious to me that what he was talking about, which is IBC, was so much better than what we were doing. And actually, I quit the company about a week later, in large part because of that, because I just couldn't out of integrity stay there if I couldn't offer it because I was a captive agent. And it's just, um, I, I love the idea of enabling and empowering people to take on their finances, those who are willing. Um, you know, money's a real source of, of um, no one's taught how to, what to do with it other than to borrow and go into debt. So I just love being a part of like a solution that people can really take care of their own financial futures you know, for generations, if they choose to take on it and just learn about it, go through the process. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. So we are having this conversation on May 1st, and um, nobody knows what's going to happen in the future, Michael, but how, 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 would you, how would you say or <laughs> I guess what's, what do you see really as the opportunity for infinite banking? Why is it going to be maybe even better than it ever has been moving forward? 
Yeah, it's, I don't think it's going to be better than it's ever been. It's just that people are more open to it. Um, you know, what's happened in the last really 50 years, and especially in the last 20 years, there's been a real move towards stock market related things. You know, you, you always didn't always, you know, 401ks and everything being focused on the stock market. It's really why, you know, Federal Reserve, it's, it's really being propped up in part because everything's been so focused to have retirement accounts in there where all the risk is on the individual and families. Um, and it's just, uh, so it's not any different necessarily. It's just that people are more open to it. They see that, you know, it's been on this incredible 10, 12 year run, this bull market, and it, they don't always last. And there's no way of knowing what's going to happen next. You know, we've got to go into a, a significant downturn for a couple of years. Who knows? So I think it's that's the big thing is that people start to go, oh, huh, you know, maybe that's not so safe, and maybe I have to start paying attention and looking into other opportunities. So that that's one of the biggest things that I see. Yeah. There's more of a willingness to look at other options for people. No, I certainly appreciate that. And from my understanding of of this infinite banking concept, it's the notion of if designed properly you are creating an income stream for yourself that is tax-free. Is that correct? Yeah, it's tax-advantaged, so it's, it, it grows guaranteed tax-free, and you can access it as long as you do it right, tax-free, and ongoingly. So it becomes this very much tax-advantaged. And that stuff is written, this stuff is written into these policies before the uh, IRS was even formed, before the income tax code. So it's not... Some people think it's it's sort of a loophole. It's not a loophole. It's, it's, it's just it's it was already there, and um, there are different reasons for that. But yeah, just it's a, a way to. It, it, but that's a big part of it. But a, a huge part of it too is just when you get your head wrapped around what it's like and the freedom around money you get when you start to operate the way these banks do, where they close the loop and the money that goes out comes back to them. That's where they make most of their money. Most people have what we call like an open-ended finance, you know, economy. Money comes in, you pay for things, it goes away, you never see it again. But we teach people how to close that loop. So using these specifically designed policies that you can operate kind of like, that's why we say our, our tagline is be the bank, is you start to run and think like a bank does. It's just an incredible thing and just a great peace of mind. So that's it's both those things sort of at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Can you give me an example of, of how, um, you close the, you, you, you can actually create your own close ended economy. Sure. Uh, I'll give you an example, uh, for us just maybe a year ago, we had, you know, we have six policies now. I've got, uh, two on me, three on my wife, one on one of my daughters. I need to do another one on my other daughter, my oldest who's home now. And, uh, well, she has to go back to school to finish up a couple things. Anyways, the point being, they're all part of our system. And um, we had enough cash value available to borrow against from our system to get a car. So what we did was we went to uh, the local dealership and, and picked out a, you know, we were big fans of Hyundai's and um, maybe it's called $20,000, three-year-old car or something like that. And typically what you would do is you would either, one of two things, if you had the cash available, you might just pay for it outright. Then you never see that twenty thousand again. It just it's gone. You get the car, but the money's gone. Or most people do. They'll they'll go to the financing office of the dealership and they'll 
get the car financed. And that way they get to act like the bank in that they, you get the car, but every month they get money coming in from you. So what we did was we borrowed 20000 out of our policy, bought the car, and then we can now act as our own financing company to pay our own system back or not. The thing is, so we have the opportunity that 20,000 doesn't actually come out of our, our growth vehicle. It just borrowed against it. If we put the, we actually have put that 20,000 back in since then, but it's just, it just, you close that loop, that money is still in there. So you get multiple touches on it when you learn how to function like a bank does, but you have to set it up first. So, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of like having a, a uh, financing business. So uh, it can, it can take a little bit of a buildup in any worthwhile business. There's, you know, there's a, a startup component to it. And um, so that's, that's a, like a, a small example of it. Got it. Um, it's just, you know, yeah. Okay. So if I can sort of make sure that, that I'm understanding you, you, you decide to, to, to buy a car or something like that. And we'll use your example, Mm -hmm. 20 grand. And you, you have one of these policies and let's say you've had it for 10 years and there's a hundred thousand dollars of cash value inside the policy. So you go to, you, you just, you, you, you essentially take $20,000 as a loan out Mm -hmm. against yourself from your policy Mm -hmm. and you take it and you buy the car. Now the, the the loan is is and there's there's an interest rate that's being charged to mm-hmm. yourself essentially. Yeah, they basically they they start to charge a simple interest rate, it's usually around four or five percent, um, that goes on an annual basis depending on when the policy was started. And so what they do, but they never put you on it. This is another great thing about it. Is they never, first of all, I just called them. I said, hey, I need twenty thousand bucks. They don't ask what it's for they send a check or do an electronic transfer. So it's different from a bank in that way. Also, they never put you on a payment program like any other lender would. It, it just starts to accrue simple interest. So if you get that money all back in by the end of the year, then there's no interest that you lose. Um, but you don't have to because the reason they do this is they're, there's a debt benefit that they're responsible for. So to the, the insurance companies that we use, it's the safest kind of a alone they can do because the death benefit is the collateral. So if, if I were to pass away, say if I took a $20,000 loan and I passed away and it was my policy, they would just subtract it from the death benefit and, and my wife would get the rest. So that's why they do it because it's very safe because they're on the hook for this, this much larger death benefit. And what we teach people is when you start to put it back in your system, the whole time the cash value is growing usually between the guaranteed rate of growth within it and the dividends that are that are come that the companies pay which buys more insurance you're looking at about a benchmark of seven percent growth within your system so it's growing the whole time and it's just you borrow for larger purchases or to buy debt and then you put it back in but if you can't if you have a bad month or two or a year you don't have to put it back in and you just want to stay current with interest um, so it just gives you a lot of flexibility and the compounding growth down the line is just extraordinary. Okay. And correct me if-, if All tax-free. <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong on this. So mm-hmm. take out the $20,000. Now, there is a five four or 5% interest rate being charged to the loan, but mm-hmm. the the policy, the, the cash value is still growing. The cash value yep. is still growing. It's still- As if you never took anything out because you didn't take it out of the cash value. 
and that's where we have to use the right company. Some companies don't let you do it. Yeah. You know, we we talked before, we only use certain mutual insurance companies. So the mutual, we don't want them being publicly traded because anytime a company goes public, they're beholden to shareholders. These companies are beholden to policyholders, people who own policies on themselves and their families and, and their business partners, that kind of thing. So there's no stock market exposure at all with these companies. Um, so yeah, that's 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 basically how it works. So it, it's growing. Even that's so we we call it kind of like another term for it that Nelson Nash started all this, called it a warehouse of wealth. So if we, we took that twenty thousand out, you know, we we ideally you want to pay it back on a consistent basis, whatever's comfortable with you, because then it'll be in there for you to use again for whatever you need to use again, but you don't have to, and that's growing. And, and even when you take it out, it's growing as if that was still in there. Does that make sense? So that hundred thousand, you take twenty thousand out, it's still being applied as if that full one hundred is in there, and you can just put it back or not. And obviously, at the end, when that person passes away, it just, it just gets factored out of it. Um, so that's I know it can get a little complex, but that's it's really not that. It's it's just yeah. So you you, you get the uninterrupted compounding, you borrow against it tax free because loans are tax free, and get what you need. And then we, we, we go through a process of coaching people and teaching them how to just to start to act like a bank. And then you get this whole thing of volume of interest goes back in you and um, the whole thing's growing. And usually if, if they get almost too small for themselves and you have to get more policies, that's, that's why we have six of them now. And um, so, yeah, it's, and it's just, it gives you, you have complete control. Um, you just have to, there's a real mind shift. You have to learn how to operate kind of like a bank does, which most people don't even think about. Fair enough. But that's our job. That's our job. <laughs> so, and then you do whatever you want with the money. I always tell people, it's, it's, you, you've heard of the concept of pay yourself first. I think this is a perfect example of that. You know, you even like we, we, we both don't have our taxes withheld because we work for ourselves, but we always put it in our system first and then pull it out. So we always pay our system first and then we, we make our payments and this is a great way to do this. Nice. And mm-hmm. so what, what is the time horizon on this? How, how, how long should I expect to be funding a policy like this before I can start taking money out of it? We, um, the policies and the companies that we use. So here's an, an example. Say somebody, I have a, a, a guy who, one of my most recent clients who's a veterinarian. He's doing, quite well for himself and he's he got the concept and he's doing 50,000 annual premium he can afford that so what we do is we structure it such that 60% of that is available to borrow against usually within two weeks so in his case so it's around 29,000 and we're in the process of doing this he has a big mortgage and a lot of years left on it so what we're going to do is he's, I think he's already done it. Take a loan out of that. And also his other, some other money he has set aside, like in savings, go to his bank and say, Hey, I'm going to dump in, I think it's 50, around 50,000, 29 of that being a, a loan from the policy, go to the bank, say, I want you to apply this to the principal of my mortgage. And I want you to recast it, not refinance much different. A lot of people don't have never even heard of recasting. What that is, and not every bank will let you do it, and I think every state will, 
but you often have to educate the banks on this. So what it does is that they apply it to the principal and then they reconfigure it. They keep the, the length of your loan, but they, they, they drop down the, um, the monthly payment based on how much principal you put into it. So that's just an example of what we're doing with him. So what will happen with him, he'll still have years left on his, say 25 years on his mortgage, but it might drop by, you know, four or $500 a month. And then we'll probably do the same thing again next year. We have him scheduled to be completely free and clear of his mortgage in less than three years using this. And he's going to do two more policies in the process. So it's all getting it in the system first, pulling it out. That's the only debt he has. So, you know, he'll be, and the thing is he'll still have access to that money. It won't be just gone. Most people, if they came into a big windfall, they might go, hey, I want to pay off my mortgage, which is great. And you would get the, you know, if you do pay it off, you'd get the, um, you'd have full equity in it. But there's no way of knowing what the real estate market is going to do. Um, so this way you get in your system first and then you go after whatever you want to go after. So does that make sense? It does. So we, we always structure it. And then in his case, what we do is for the, just for the four, first four years, this particular type of, of rider that we use, it gives you access to that, that 60% that I mentioned early on, usually within two weeks, maybe at the most a month. After four years, we pull that spigot off because you don't need it anymore. So in his case, after the fourth year, that premium will drop down to, um, what, uh, 30, whatever the room, like 30, well, 40, like 40,000, no, fourth, whatever, 40% of 50. What is that? I, uh, like 30 grand, something like that. So, um, no less than that. My thing. So does that make sense? So you, you, we just, we have that. So, so you want to get as much cash value accessible for yourself for whatever you need it for early on. And then you back off on it and go to just base premium. So, um, yeah, not to get too, uh, too complex. <laughs> so yeah, that's, but that's, you know, and they're really not, it's just, you know, we, you know, we know how to, you have to structure them the right way. You have to keep them below, this thing called a modified endowment contract level so that it doesn't become a taxable event because um, you want to avoid that. So there's a, a particular way to structure it. Um, so you, it doesn't ever, and then the thing is, and it becomes, you know, I can pass it on with my daughters. We own them now, the little one. Um, and I'm starting to teach them how this works. So in a, you know, 20 years from now, they can have this thing that could be, they could have a lot of money. They could, they can access for, you know, tax free in their own system and I'll hand ownership over to them, which you can do. Nice. Yeah. Well, Michael Savage nation is ready <laughs> for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? All right. I think, and we didn't really get into this, but I think this is a, a, a great opportunity for people that if you do have, you know, a decent amount of money in a 401k IRA, something like that. And you do have a lot of debt, you know, big mortgage. There was a great article in Forbes just a few weeks ago that talked about this where it might be worth cashing out of your 401k. Now it's a little bit beneficial now because of this new cares act. So they actually, because of what's going on, they've, there's a little bit less punishment for getting out of a retirement account and go after, you know, and, and get rid of your mortgage. And it, because, Again, you don't know what's going to happen with the market. There's no guarantee it's going to just come back up and go to new highs again. Who, no one knows. But you do know that you have that mortgage. You do know that you have these other debts that you're obligated to take care of. And do you know? 
think about, at least explore, you know, in your mind, think about, because a lot of financial planners will say, no, you never want to cash out. And, and I just disagree with that because if they knew, you know, if they knew some of the strategies that we teach is perfectly reasonable to do something like that, if you understand it, but you want to create your own system first, like with what we teach. So I would just, you know, that's my takeaway is really look at creative ways to take on your debt because those aren't going to go away. I mean, um, unfortunately at some point, you know, some, some of these lenders and stuff, they might give you grace periods for a little while, but at some point that's going to come back and those, those are going to come due. So you might need to get creative on how to, um, how to deal with that. And there's a way to do so pay the penalties, but then you have more, much more control of your money. If you use what we use, than your 401k and you're sitting there waiting for 20 years, hoping to tap it. So that's, I think that's something people should look at. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely it's come on, <laughs> come on. Well, Michael, thank you for coming back on. Where <laughs> where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, our, our website is is www.privatebankingstrategies.com, so they can you know go check that out. Um, you can reach out to me. We have a great book that um, that my senior partner wrote, which is sort of a a short version of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. It's a little more accessible and quick, quicker read that they can access through the website or they can reach right out to me and I can send it to them directly you know, through, through email. It's a great way to sort of take like an hour, hour and a half read through a PDF just to get the wheels turning because most people have no idea they can do this kind of thing. And my, they can, I'm not sure if you'll include it, M-H-E-S-S-I-O-N-6-4 at gmail.com is my email. So they can reach out to me directly if they'd like. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Michael your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to privatebankingstrategies.com or shoot Michael an email. Thank you again, Michael. Thanks, George. Take care. Good to speak with you again. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>